No cap, all facts, here we go, listen I can move across the aisle, never think twice Underground Railroad got me trying to see the light Alright now, welcome back to the Manology Project Where I'm your host, Q And on this show today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of health and fitness And how it relates to our personal and our professional lives And I just want to tell you guys, I got a great co-hosting here today my boy q but most of y'all first need to know this guy's name is quillen but we're both named q and we're gonna be uh, just sitting here man for a few minutes we're gonna chop it up on health and fitness uh this guy is a big time health guy uh but only he can tell his story the right way so yo tell the people a little bit about yourself so i am a high school football coach au basketball coach um, I'm also a performance trainer, so I train a lot of athletes, basketball, football, whatever sport it is uh, you play. Um, I also do personal training as well, so uh, if you are looking to lose weight, gain muscle, uh, get lean, uh, build up endurance, you know, whatever your fitness endeavors are, um, I can pretty much do it all. Come on, man! You're being very modest, man. <laughs> you better tell these people how you get down in the, on the on the real circuit of bodybuilding. Like this guy's trying I mean, to be you know, modest right now. I think it's because we got this camera here. <laughs> He's trying to be modest, but this guy is a straight up bodybuilder. Like this guy's out on the competition, oiled up, waxed out, <laughs> veined up. Listen, this guy is the real deal. Uh, we met at the uh, L.A. Fitness Gym. Uh, I was. Uh, embarking on a better way to train and to figure out some different ways to lose weight and gain muscle um, and then kind of just went over to this guy and just asked a few questions this guy kind of steered me in the right direction uh, I've been going pretty hard uh, and I will say that now that my son is of age he will now be taking on the journey of training Q look Q and getting it right. So I'm gonna post pictures about my son so that y'all can kind of watch his transformation. I still owe you pictures on myself too, you know. Hey. But <laughs> life is busy, man. It is busy. It's busy. All right, so let's just dive in on this. Okay, so we got. Uh, so this show is really all about. I'm just gonna give a breakdown. So the show is all about uh, getting young men to really be able to understand their value, their identity, and then their purpose. Um, so when it comes to fitness and 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 wellness of our health. Uh, just give us some aspects. Like, what do you think are some valuable things that we could take away uh, to be able to help our young guys understand fitness? Because, like you said, you do AAU basketball, uh, you did football. So, from from both of those avenues, take us down football because that's you know football is very rigorous. So, Definitely. just give us some things, some pinpoints, or some uh, a couple of little things that you guys use to get your mind set right to be able to to really tackle those type of uh, fitness. Uh, regimens because I know it's, it was very difficult so to start um, you know most people when you look at any sport you think is just a, a physical thing that you have to conquer and that's where people go wrong in the beginning is because they think it's just physical but being an athlete it's a mental thing as well right and if you establish that mental mindset you understand mentally what it takes to do what you need to do in whatever sport you play physically, then, you know, everything else will fall into place. I mean, just keeping yourself accountable, that's the first one. Right. Um, 
I talk to all my kids, basketball and football, and, uh, you know, I ask all of them, like, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? And they like, uh, you know, go in the bathroom and brush my <laughs> right. teeth. And I'm like, you don't make your bed, man? They like, coach, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, dude, that's the first thing you accomplish in the day. Right. You know, you get up in the morning, you make up your bed. So now you go throughout the day and you are completing tasks. Okay. You wake up in the morning and you don't make your bed, let's say, you go in the kitchen and you make a bowl of cereal. Nine times out of ten, you're just going to take that bowl and put it on the counter with the milk still in the bowl. <laughs> Instead of putting it in the dishwasher. Exactly, when you could have just washed it out, right. put it in the dishwasher. Right. So just being an athlete or just everyday life in general, like, it's the small things that, you know, build up to it. I mean, football um, is, is small details that, you know, give you great outcomes. Right. Right. I mean, when and then I mean, just looking at how uh, so cute, my son played football for like two years and like I'm not really I know the game, but I didn't know the game. Right. Uh, it was a little bit different when you watch the prep work. Uh, they start like a month and a half mm-hmm. earlier than pretty much everybody else right. um, than any other sport. It may be even like two months with conditioning and training. And I thought that right away you could start hitting. Right. So you nah. just get on the field. And you could start hitting. I didn't know that you had to put in countless hours of training agility and everything and had and those hours are clocked to actually say that you are actually eligible yeah to to start getting into the hitting zones for practice dude i was like blown away that football was that meticulous that you had literally had to follow some very strict regimen type uh details to be able to even get into hitting like they wouldn't even allow you to hit uh, without your body actually being already well conditioned, well oiled, uh, you know, just r- kind of like ready. You know, once I saw the, you know, the mosh pit, I call it the yeah. mosh pit. Like yeah. just, you know, they set up all the uh, the little dummy, the dummy bag, hitting yeah. bags, yeah. and then you just crashing each other in there. And I'm like, oh, I see why you have to, you got to be ready because you know you gotta have that endurance, man. You go in there and you out of shape. You could a get your confidence taken away because you're getting ran through every single rep. (laughs) B, you can hurt yourself just because you can go in there and hit somebody and hold your breath and pass out. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're Uh, right. You can just lock it up. You got to be able to break down and hit and and breathe through that hit. It's just like lifting a weight. You hold your breath when you're trying to push some heavy weight up. Right, right. You either A, going to drop that weight on your throat or your chest, or you just (laughs) going to pass out. Right, right, right. (laughs) So if you look at, so what we're trying to really here to do on the show is to help build the value and then identity. So most of the time, kids do use sports to build their identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I guess as well as they do inside sports is where they actually would find their value. Um, so what do you think as far as, uh, so those are like young men, but as older guys, right? So I'm right. like 44, mm-hmm. you know, and like I tell you, don't like getting like super old, but, <laughs> but for us, you know, like we know that young guys would get in there and fight, you know, uh, tooth and nail to be able to get this uh, value and identity out of football uh, but then what do we do for like our, you know, for older guys? OK, so guys with families, mm-hmm. uh, just tell those guys how important it is for their health and fitness to be, you know, regimented and and, and disciplined um, 
for their life as well uh, based on the families that they have or the careers that they have. Well, you just got to understand that you are an example for your children and whatever you are, that's nine times out of 10, what your children are going to be. So, I mean, as a man, I mean, we look at our women and we want them to have their toes done, their hands right. done, feet done. You don't want them to go out in public and, you know, misrepresent you. So as a man, you have to reciprocate that same thing, you know, for your wife or your your daughter or your son. Right. I mean, how would you feel if your dad uh, walked into your game like Kevin Hart's dad? <laughs> Ashy, you know, <laughs> right. ashy feet, just no deodorant, no cologne on, no nothing. face just all messed up, no lineup, hair just looking a mess, terrible, dude. teeth yellow. <laughs> like, how embarrassing would that be? Right. If that's your pop showing up to your game right. and, you know, you trying to do your thing. I mean, your parents, they provide you, you know, a, a small amount of confidence just by showing up to your games is I mean for me when my parents showed up to my games when I was younger that just made me feel like they believed in me so now it's like I'm out here playing for something other than myself also that kind of helped you actually that pretty much was the way to kickstart you know you the way you view yourself exactly like that value factor which is yeah yeah and I mean just because you get older that don't mean that you can't be you know, physically active in some type of activity. You know, right. whether you playing volleyball, you playing tennis, golf, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, your son or daughter may want you to get out in the driveway and show them how to shoot or play one-on-one with them because they about to play somebody that's your size. Right. And you can't do anything because you've been eating Twinkies and boxes of pizza, you know, all the time. Right, right. You you can't move. It's just no benefit for your kid. And, I mean, like I said, you are an example to, you know, those young souls. Right. You should be an example. if, If you are trying to hold them accountable and keep them accountable in their sport and you not holding yourself accountable... How you expect them to listen to you or believe that you know what you're talking about? Right, <laughs> and that's a, I've always like try to like really strive myself to be a parent that don't just say to do. For sure, you know what I'm saying. Sure. Like, uh, and literally just trying to build my own, my son's like his value and his worth, um, and not really taking uh, taking taking those steps out of it to where he can't look at me and say. Well, dad ain't lying. Like he did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a uh, prime example, like we went to the gym today and it was like, let's get in here and knock this weight out. You know, he's like, man, my shoulders are already tired. You yeah. know, so I, I'm in here, I'm doing it for him. And he's like, well, didn't you go to the gym already? I was like, well, yeah, I already been to the yeah. gym. But to him, it was like, man, I got to I got to push it because yeah. if dad already came here and already mm-hmm. hit his whole set. Yep. And he came in here and he hitting a set with me like that. That kind of kicked him to go, OK, let me. I mean, for an athlete, that should make you ask yourself, like, all right, what am I doing? Right. Like, how is it that my pops is in here for the second time and it's only my first time? Am I really taking this sport serious? Right, right. I mean, it did. He just looking like, yeah. 
you know, like, man, I mean, I haven't lifted up my shoulder. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. But I'm always trying to find different ways to boost his identity or the way that he view himself. And I understand that one thing for guys is whether we want to say it or not, (laughs) the way we look physically is a heck of a it's a heck of a value type. It, it boosts you up to you know it, oh, it, it, it kind of make you feel sure. like you're doing something. For sure, you know it, when you feel like man, I I see guys in the gym and they might look a hot mess, but they turn that arm over. It's like a little baby tricep, <laughs> and they be going crazy. I'll be like, you still got a lot Listen. to go. But I look and say, just that little tricep. This dude walking out of here like yeah. Listen, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's the small things that matter right you know everybody go in the gym and work on their chest but nobody work the back right right that's because the back is <laughs> it hurts because the you, next it's because you don't see it right right and i mean i didn't always used to look how i look now that i look the way i look it's hard for me to keep a shirt on it's hard to keep a shirt on but i know you're right you know once you see yourself progress from one state that you didn't think you could progress to then you constant you constantly are just mysterious as to okay where else can i go with that right you know right so what did your what is okay so i mean i know because i talked to you a lot about this but like tell the people like what is the like, how do you just tell yourself that, you know, uh, I use a competition. So right. uh, I've seen you train for both. So we've trained, you know, through the summer just to be training or yeah. whatever. And then I train with you on an actual <laughs> show training. Yeah. And the training is like to- it's like a total different training. Yeah. So give me that mind. I know the mindset. All right. Because I felt it. But <laughs> tell the people, like, what is that mindset like? So because basically we're trying to be better as men. Uh you know, and I know a lot of people always want to talk about the financial part about men and and all this other stuff. But to me, the first thing it's got to start is with our health. And mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, look at the big scare we have going on now, something that can easily attack our health. Mm-hmm. And then, man, you're down. So my thing is that take us through that mindset on that push. Like, OK, this is what I am have to do. I know what I have to do. It's all hard. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy. I have to eat like some crazy amount of food. I have to discipline myself down and that's really what i want to get to is like take us through that mindset for discipline because most of us as older guys who say guys who have never really worked out but know that they really need to whether it's something you know that they want to do or the or or some type of medical um medical diagnosis that is forcing them to do it so try to talk them through that like how to what's the best way to get yourself and your mind focused to be able to complete that task because it's not an easy one okay so i might get a little deep here it's I, all right I, yeah no I, I gotta, tell the people i gotta go through my story <laughs> to tell you how i got here so as an athlete um you know i've pretty much been an athlete from i don't know seven all the way up until now uh you know in high school it's always been guys that uh couldn't jump as high as I could, run as fast as I could, but they got opportunities that I wanted, but they didn't put in the work that I did. Oh, okay. And I always ask myself, like, man, how is it that this dude keep getting these opportunities and he not working as hard as I am? And uh, I just realized that, okay, this dude is taking more risk than I'm taking. 
Ah. And when you dig deeper into that um, and you look at, you know, everybody in the world that, you know, has the type of success that they have, from a biblical standpoint, God is going to bless the person that takes the risk because when you're taking that risk, it's showing that you trust him. Right. And at one point in time in my life, I mean, I was I was rock bottom and I didn't have people, you know, around me that really understood, you know, what I was going through. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't a situation with a with the female or, you know, just me not being able to play football. Right. It was. I just didn't have people around me that I could talk to. So I had to motivate myself. I had to take the things that were scaring me and use that as motivation to push me forward. Right. And most people, they take the things that they fear most and they use it as a, a comfort to say, okay, I can go at this pace and I'm going to be good. Right. Or I can keep trying to do this, but... I'm going to be okay. Right. You know, I always tell people, like, instead of trying to do it, just do it. Right. I mean, psychologically, whatever it is we think about or we envision in our head is is put there for a reason. If you speak it out into the universe, then it's going to happen. You can do it. Right. And my mindset when it comes to bodybuilding is just, okay, I see all of these guys on stage. I see they work out regiments. I see what they do. Some people don't make an announcement that, you know, they're going to do a show just because they don't really want, you know, people pressure, asking right, them or that yeah. pressure. For me, I go and I tell everybody that I'm doing a show because now I'm doing this show for not necessarily for the people. Right, but, but accountability. Knowing, like to knowing that sure. they know that I'm doing it, it's okay. going to keep me accountable. accountable. Yeah, okay, I like that. So right. at times, you know, you'll get in the gym on a low-carb day, and you'll feel like, man, I really don't even want to do this. Right. You know, ain't nobody here <laughs> to tell me that I have to do it. Right. So when you sit and you think about it, and it's like, man, I told my grandma, you can't let grandma down. Right. You know, I right. told my mom, I told my sister that I'm doing this show. They all rooting for me to do this show. All right, I got to do it. Right. Then there's days where, because in bodybuilding, your your diet regimen is like specific all the way down to the exact gram. Right. And if you deviate from that, even in the smallest bit, you're going to be able to look at yourself or your coach is going to be able to look at you and tell like, all right, man, you you've been on some... You you haven't been sticking to your diet, like come just on. that just that quick. Yeah, I mean it's, it's small <laughs> things, it's small things in bodybuilding, and uh, you know just having that accountability, that is what you know drives. But then when you get on stage and you get in front of those lights, like you don't want to embarrass yourself, right? You know, I mean you put a lot of time, you put a lot of money. I mean I think I was spending anywhere from two hundred and fifty to. $300 like every week and a half on groceries and that's Yikes. just to eat six to seven times a day oh, so you get on dude. stage and yeah, you don't want your own place right it's like yo you just spent almost oh. four grand on food <laughs> to 
not Dang. even place in the top five. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on now, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like you get money for it, but just to know you number one or two or three, right? I mean, it's like, okay, it's all worth it. Right. And then you see that it's been people in the shadows that have been paying attention to you that you've been inspiring. So once you get that inspiration from people and they tell you like, man, I've been following your journey the whole time and you motivated me to do this, this, and this. And because I've been following you now, uh, you know, I look this way, I don't have this problem, so on and so forth. Right. Now it's like, okay, okay. I found the new motivation. Now. Right. Right. So, so it's that accountability. So I like that. So, so for the average Joe, cause Y'all look at me, dude. This guy's not the average Joe, okay? <laughs> but like the average Joe, like me. <laughs> so so for us, for average Joe, so what's the best way to start? Uh, so we got accountability. So basically get someone that can actually like hold us accountable, which is what I use you for. Like you're my – so what are some steps uh, to help them go from zero to 60? Like So first of all, what I what I did before I started telling people about my first show is I got a journal. I got a brother that is a, he's a poet. Um, his name is Spread Love, Lance Newman, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and uh, I called him and I said, bro, like, um, I got thoughts in my head, man, but it's, it's too many of them to keep track. And he like, bro, you need to get a journal and you need to start writing your thoughts down. Okay. And he gave me a, a, a few, you know, key words that I needed to look up and things that I needed to look into. And once I looked into those things, one of them said, find your top five fears and write those fears down. Okay. And by you writing those fears down in your book, fears, I mean, whatever your fears are. So your fears could be, um, you know, you may hurt yourself. You might not reach the goal that you want, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so on and so forth. By you writing those fears down, you take control of those fears. Okay. Because now you can see what they, all of those fears. fears. You can okay. see what they are. All right. So now it's not a thought in your mind every time you go in the gym like, oh, man, I don't want to embarrass myself by trying to put up 225 and I don't get it. Right. You know, that may right. be one of your fears. You know, I want to be able to do 225 and not embarrass myself. Right. So now that you have those fears written down, now you're in control of them. Okay. By you not writing them down, they just wandering around in your head. So when you do put that 225 on the bench, that fear of, fell in at 225 and make you put 205 on there now because you fear, fear it. it. Okay. So I now you. that you have them written down, now it's like that is not there no more. Right. That, so does that, that help voice. you work towards building up the strength to really knock it out? Like, Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like Definitely. once you can actually see something, um, it, it you taking control of it that way will allow you to actually put stuff into place. Mm -hmm. So like for most, for most guys who are trying to always, you know, get into the gym and work out, like that's like the biggest thing is the completion of whatever they've told themselves. Yeah. Uh, so like I was always told that, Hey, don't try to work out for something. Yeah. Try to work out, you know, to live. Like, mm -hmm. so when you turn, if you're working out to, for, for life, then you, it'll be a long-term goal. When I met you, that was probably one of your biggest <laughs> things that, yo, dude, are you doing this like to 
like on vacation or something or yeah. what is your purpose <laughs> yeah, behind? I yeah. mean, and now hearing what you're talking about, that's probably why so that you can actually picture what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And then it also helped you like figure out like, what do you need to do? Like, yeah, I mean, and then ultimately you can't compare your success to what somebody else's success is. Right. So let's say we in the gym and we working out and I'm doing 315. You can't get discouraged because I'm doing 315 <laughs> and we the same size and you're not doing it. Right. You got to move and do things at your own pace. Right. By, but having an accountability partner or, you know, somebody that is motivating you or something that is keeping you motivated. Right. Is going to push you to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. Right. Because most of my most of the time, if I'm preparing for a show, I'm doing it by myself. Right. Because. I've had partners in the gym and people that, you know, want to work out with me. And I put them in uncomfortable positions because that's how you're going to grow is being in an uncomfortable position. And the energy that people provide when you put them in them uncomfortable positions is so negative. Right. And when you're doing a show, a bodybuilding show, you can't have absolutely nothing negative going on (laughs) or anybody negative being around you because it's going to kill your energy. It's going to kill your momentum. Right. So whoever it is that you choose to work out with or go to the gym with, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that mentally they on the same page as you. Right. Because you definitely don't. Uh, I mean, I've had that happen a few times where it's like, you, yo, dude, let me hook up with you. And we go out and work out. And then I'm hitting it. And it's like, ah, oh, dude, you lift pretty heavy. Or you do this. And that's basically because I've put myself in a position to be with guys that teach me. I remember our first <laughs> I remember when I came, you were when you was actually working out, and we were doing the hundred, the uh, the ten times on the bench, the dumbbell. The, no, no, no. When we were doing the straight bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it was like ten times. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay, you had two twenty five up there, and I'm like, oh, I could do ten two twenty five. I could do that ten times. Yeah. And so we did it once. We you know set around. It was like three or three or four of us in a rotation. Mm-hmm. So I did it the second time. <laughs> and by the time I got to the third time, he was yeah. like, all right, come on, Q, come on, Q. I think I hit it like three times, and he was yeah. like, dude, you can't do it. 10 times like come on i'm thinking like that's a whole this was an uncomfortable state because yeah. it was like well man i lifted you know i'm thinking i already did it like 30 mm-hmm. times like yeah what the heck but you're looking like well really the role here like if you want me to be an accountability partner to you yeah uh we're gonna do this 10 times at mm-hmm. 225 mm-hmm. and i remember you looked at me was like put the thing back up there take the plate off <laughs> go down to 205 yeah and finish out your set for the rest of the time yeah but I'm I'm but but your thing was that but I'm expecting you yeah in the course of continuing the training that mm-hmm. you will be able to tell me or I'll be able to see you do yeah. 225 10 times for 10 reps right you right. see what I'm saying yeah. and so I like that you do do the uncomfortable type of thing and so I'm just telling my guys out there listen it's okay to be uncomfortable that doesn't make you a weak man not at all it doesn't uh this is where that value piece come in mm-hmm. is that or I well actually this is more than value. This is our identity. Like, like no matter what you push up, I already know who I am, and I know yeah, what, sure. I know that if I trained, I could do the same thing. Like I already know that about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm never intimidated by you know four hundred five. If you put four hundred five up there, and I know that uh, if, if I've really dedicated myself because I've already been able to hit three something, mm-hmm. like three fifteen is my max, and so. I kind of know like, man, if I really, but you got to dial in and it takes a lot, but I do know that. But a lot of guys, they come in the gym and I mean, we're in there and you see them and they're looking over at you 
and you're, you're doing it with ease and they're thinking I'm only doing like 25 pounds. So sometimes dude, I have to just look over there and be like, yo, <laughs> you know, just be you dude. Like if yeah. you do 25 pounds, I say, I was told take the 25, wrap it out till you bleed. Yeah. And then do five sets of it. Mm-hmm. I said, and I promise you, when you come back in here in two weeks yeah. and you put 10 pounds on there, you're going to be able to rep that out till you bleed. Yeah. And if you wait another two weeks, you add another 10 pounds on there. I said, and then eventually every set you'll be adding 10 pounds because like you said before is the fear yeah. of adding more weight mm-hmm. will be gone because now you're confronting that 10 pounds yeah. every single time now that you put on there. So yeah. uh, I really like that, you know, accountability, and then taking those fears and writing them down and then staring them suckers right in the face. Well, see, most people most people come to the gym for one reason. And it's because their wife is complimenting or their girl is complimenting somebody, somebody. with a nicer body. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, nine times out of ten, that's why most guys come to the gym. Oh. And when they come to the gym, they come with this Bruno mindset. Bruno is... Popeyes, right? <laughs> they come with this Bruno mindset, like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna do all this weight, I'm gonna do this and do that. Yeah. And then they end up Kevin Harden, you know, get up <laughs> under, ah, 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 right, right. Ah. They never do the weight, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's oh, you you got to start from somewhere. I right. mean, people, it's this is this is comparable to social media. Right. You know, everybody look at people's pictures in these boxes on social media but they don't know the story behind that picture right or what got that person to that point in that picture or that happiness in that picture or that look in that picture right and when people come to the gym and they see me they don't understand that i ain't never looked like this when i was in college I was like Booby Miles. I ain't never lift nothing. <laughs> never lifted nothing. I was in the weight room cracking jokes with everybody. I may get up under 205 maybe once or twice and do it six or eight times. Right. But I never lifted anything. Man. But it took for me to go through, you know, a deep situation in my life to push me to that point and be willing to take the steps and go through the process. Right, I mean, right. Nowadays, everybody looking for a pill, they looking to get a tummy tuck, or right. they looking for something short and sweet. Right. Nobody wants to go through the process anymore. Right. So, I mean, I say this to y'all just to say, don't go in the gym with the mindset to compare yourself to somebody or try and do something that somebody else is doing. Right. Like, work your way up to that point. Right. Earn your stripes. Right. You definitely have to... <laughs> You got to go in there. And it, I, I think the best thing, too, is uh, to go back to your journal thing is if you can get a journal and, and bring I do see some people who come in with and they write everything down. Yeah. Uh, I've never been that type of person. Um, I just I see something that I, I do. I like or what I'm trying to do. Uh, I've always been a person. I'm the kind of man that I'm never afraid to go get somebody that's better than me yeah. in, in any situation. So any man that's better than me, I'm okay with that. That goes, that's why I'm talking about like that identity. Like you had to really be self-secure, you know, some, you got to really know who you are mm-hmm. to be able to seek out somebody who's better. It's okay, guys. Like it's, it's guys out here that are just better. I mean, yeah. it really is. And you just, and the thing is that it's okay to go and latch on to a dude that can actually take you to the next step. 
Uh, and it's okay to be that guy mm -hmm. and give back to help somebody else. I'm not Definitely. saying you can help everybody, but you'll know who is worth the, the risk of you dedicating time for free or however you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, I ask you all the time, but like, dude, I got to give you something. You'd be like, no, nah, I'm all good. Now that don't mean that you would do it for everybody, but I think it is up to you on mm -hmm. how you want to do because of, of the level that you're at. Uh, I think that we all should do that as men. So we're mm -hmm. trying to go somewhere. We latch on to somebody that can help us. But then we also too have to look back and say, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I can go pretty hard in the gym today. So when I'm in there and I see a younger guy, I just go, yo, I can get you to where I'm at. And then right. if you need something more than me, <laughs> I got a guy. Like I got right. a guy that right. can help you, right. uh, that can help you, you know, get to this extra sculpture looking person. I was yeah. like, uh, I said, but if you literally just trying to just look, you know, good. Yeah. That's me. I'm your guy. <laughs> right. But if you're trying to look excellent, I was like, then my boy Q is going to get you to that level. Yeah. I said, I'm trying to get to excellent. I was like, so I'm always pushing myself. Like right now, like I'll be 45 this year. So this is like my last push. Listen, listen, I told my wife, I said, if I can't get this boy right on this last leg, <laughs> I said, I'm just going to be fat and sloppy yeah. and just yeah. eat whatever I want. But the thing is that I just, I like the journey. I like, I like that push. I like everything about the gym. Like I like the workout. I like when you get in there and you see cats in there just going bananas. Yeah. That and I'm talking about the guys that know what they're doing. They yeah. just get in there. And that just motivates me yeah. when I get in there. And so uh and I say that because I know a lot of guys see it and you know that testosterone kick in so you you get competitive. Yeah. But like you said to that but take your Bruno sometimes and throw him in the bag mm -hmm. and then understand that I've, I've seen some guys <laughs> come in there with their girl and their girl is is looking over at my session and then buddy try to get up there and do the same thing i'm doing and then the next thing you know it drop the weight over right, here yeah, drop the weight over yeah. here put it back yeah it's and like listen man like i don't really i ain't paying no attention to her like my 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 lady at the crease you know what right. i'm saying i'm actually here I'm, to get working yeah, i got a show know, to do I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm straight you know what i'm saying but just just don't be afraid to to go through the process everything is a process right you working your job you ain't just going to come in and be the president of the company. Right. You know what I'm saying? You right. got to start at the bottom being a, a, just a little soldier, taking right. orders. Then you move up to being a manager. Then you move up to being a supervisor. Right. Like It's right. the same thing. It's, right. it's parallel to each other. You playing a sport, you're not just going to come in and start. You know, you got to put that competition. You got to put that work in. You, you got to compete work in. against the best. To be the best, I would agree. You have to compete against the best to be. The best. That's why I said that most men, if we can, you know, take our ego down just a notch, and then just understand that there are other men out there that are better and do sure. stuff better. They have, uh, man, years of knowledge and experience. Why not? Why not cut that lifespan in half? See, that's, and that's another thing. I like to work smarter and not yeah, harder. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't need to go reach. I'm not gonna get on the computer and research all this stuff. I'll just come <laughs> to the guy who got it. And then take your information, and then I'll just research that information. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to do it, honestly, because yeah. it's it's so much stuff that you can research on the internet. But the thing that people don't understand is, all right, let's say you look into uh, just get ripped, like bodybuilding show rip, but you're not trying to look like a professional bodybuilder. You want to look like a physique guy. 
well, if you're trying to look like a physique, a physique guy, you're not going to go to a bodybuilder and tell the bodybuilder, <laughs> right. I want to look like a physique guy. You're going to go to a guy that look how you look, right? and you're going to follow his process, the right. way that he does things. right? And, you know, reading things on the internet and researching certain things on the internet is just a bunch of different philosophies. Right. That's what, you know, trainers are. Like, we all you know, take a test and get a certification. You know, some go to schools and get a degree. Right. But we all have the basic, you know, foundation of knowledge, but we all use that knowledge differently. Right. To get a certain result. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that's the best way. Yeah. You know, find somebody that is doing what you're doing, get the information that they have, and then research that information. Yeah, that's a, that's been the only way I can really operate. Yeah. Uh, and that actually helps a lot because then it, it takes away the numerous, countless hours yeah. of, like you said, uh, really just going through people's philosophies and jargon. It's like, yeah. And then what you do is you find out that, well, it's actually really one way, like one way, which <laughs> is discipline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's only that it's only one way to get yeah. it, which is just discipline. Mm -hmm. And then there's many facets behind uh, actually building muscle. Yeah. But if there's no discipline, you nobody's philosophy, nobody's philosophy will work. No one's nothing will actually benefit you. And that's the part that we're trying to do on the show is to help create some type of discipline behind our value, mm -hmm. behind our identity. And then when those two are really cranking, mm -hmm. then that purpose, like, like, so like that, that's the end result. So I, and I kind of look at you and I go, so this dude did bodybuilding. He did uh, working out. He did football. He did all that only to find purpose into helping young boys mm -hmm. actually get themselves in position physically and mentally. Yeah. Like literally just we talk about like yeah, I mean you're just coaching like a third grade team and I so just think all this wisdom you have at your age and then mm -hmm. you're now putting that into them, which is back to our discipline. So those little guys who have no discipline, who yeah. have no idea what that is all about, get somebody in their life like you that helps them at a very young age mm -hmm. gain discipline just from the little time Q play with you uh over the fall on the AAU team, mm -hmm. that little bit of discipline, uh, you came to his game and you yeah. saw that yeah. he went to work. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was just, and a lot of the work that was done was basically over, a, you know, I mean, he's had a lot of people touch bases with him, mm -hmm. but you were just another added attribute yeah. to success for him to actually come out and put up 20 and 30 points a game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what, that's that part about, uh, having that motivation and having somebody who can actually, cause when you got accountability partner, they do help push you. They do give sure. you that rah, rah, that, I mean, that know. true accountability partner. I mean, they going to always be solid. You know, they right. going to always be real with you. Right. You know, some people, they get them partners that's just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And I mean, I'm just not that guy. You're not. And I, I think that's why, <laughs> you know, kids take to me the best because I give it to you raw and uncut right. because when you get in the world that's what it's going to be raw uncut right when you go to your boss and you don't do what you're supposed to he gonna keep it raw and uncut right and <laughs> yeah. I also like that you give the opportunity uh, 
which is one, probably one of my biggest thing as a father. Uh, I don't mind uh, because, you know, as a father, if you're a coach, dude, we're actually like handing you, yeah. you know, an unwritten disclosure <laughs> of yeah. allowing you to be able to speak into our boys or our young mm-hmm. ladies' lives as coaches. Uh, and so the thing is that I do like that you actually take that very seriously. And so you're not mishandling building our kids value and their identity around you just being their coach. Um, because it means a lot. Like you're, well, what I say, yeah. it means a lot. But then when you're placed in value in their life like that, then that has something else. Your impact on them does mm-hmm. the exact same thing. So you're trying to build this value, identity, the purpose. You know, I'm talking to my son about that, and then I give him to you, and then it's like, oh, snap, this guy has no idea on how to actually boost value, identity, and purpose. So yeah. I literally, and I learned that a long time ago, that you got to snatch and run. Like, mm-hmm. I got to snatch him out, and I have to have a word with you because if you're going to yeah. keep being over kids, you might want to make sure that these three things are like your – these got to be your main three goals at the end of the day and not winning. Like winning can't be your top goal because you're going to miss building value, building identity, and then allowing these kids to have some type of purpose. They'll find out that they're good at basketball. Yeah. Like they'll find out, like you don't have to go and say you're not good. <laughs> yeah. You put them in position, mm-hmm. you put them in it, keep putting them in it. And then eventually they'll come and say, you know what, coach, I like it, but I'm not that guy. Like I'm not going to be this guy because yeah. I don't want to do all that work. But I think if you, if you put them in a position to learn it, then when they say it, mm-hmm. that's when it's okay. Yeah. You're saying it and I'm not saying you're off the team, but now we both have an understanding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean I I I got this 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 one coach and he like he he my guy. And uh, you know, when I was doing my thing professionally, uh, you know, I, I came from, you know, a small division two school, Northwood University. And uh you know, I was the man there. You know, I had pictures around. You know, coaches would come and talk to me um, in the newspaper. You know, they talk about me on the radio. And then I went from college to the pros. And I basically ended up at the bottom trying to work my way back up again. And this one coach, his name is Coach Crager. He, uh, uh, my, my freshman year at school, you know, I was a little homesick. Um, I had got, like, my first bad grade since being a ninth grader in high school, and it was in a math class. I mean, I don't know too many people that's good at math. You got to be a special person to be good at math, especially when it got the alphabets. But, uh, you know, I got my first bad grade in the class, and uh, Coach Crager, he, he came and talked to me. And... Uh, he was like, so what you feeling? I'm like, defeated, man. Like, I just, I'm ready to go home. And uh, he like, I mean, why would you do that? Like, are you, is that something that you would do in life? Like, right. this is preparing you, you know, for the real world. So right. when you go to work and uh, you're, you're doing something that you're unfamiliar with and you fell at it, you're going to quit that job and go find another job? Right. So <clears throat> I'm like, okay. So... Um, it, it wasn't until uh, I had that conversation with my coach that I understood, like, what a, a coach's true purpose is. Right. And, you know, most of the time when people get into coaching, they get into it for the wrong reason. You right. know, they think it's going to be some big payday behind it or, you know, they look into, 
elevate themselves. Right. But, you know, biblically, guys say you're supposed to let the people or things around you speak for you. you right. Don't you don't boast about right. yourself. Right. And, uh, I mean, just, just, just coaching, you know, high school or, you know, elementary or middle school kids is just like a, um, a boost of inspiration, especially with my third graders, because I teach them so many things. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to our tournaments and they get in situations that they got to get out of, it's refreshing to see them go to the thing that I taught them. Right. Or when we in the huddle and we down a couple points and it's like a couple minutes left on the clock and I hear them repeating things that I've said to them. Right. When they've been down in certain situations, right. it's like it's refreshing. So, um, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like every coach comes into coaching, you know, with those three aspects. Right. And the ones that deviate deviate from it <laughs> right. you know yeah it's it just not you know really they thing i mean who who would have thought that i would be a trainer let alone coaching i know right that's know, what i'm saying it's, right and that's the part i look at is that you know uh that's why i love this show like right because this is going to like show people like men how you actually navigate through life and you say man okay i'm supposed to be this and then my life took like four or five turns and then i'm this yeah and then understanding that one has no less value or purpose than the other it's mm -hmm. just that sometimes we crank up in seasons and so in some seasons you're going to be the the bomb mm -hmm. and this and then when something else takes a shift depending on where guy wants you or needs you uh then that shift to hit and but as men it, that identity man and our value like if we don't understand that like if we don't have a grip on who we are then we find ourselves you know drinking on drugs or whatever like we'll you know lash out on a whole nother level mm -hmm. because just because the pendulum has swung yeah and we're not ready for change we're not ready for that because we really didn't know who we are who we were and we've really put all of our style like just think if you just said i'm a bodybuilder and that's gonna you know and and you built your entire world around being a bodybuilder and then say um say you never place say you never plates or say you tear your, your uh, bicep or your pectoral muscle or something and it shuts you down and then you become a drunk or mm -hmm. alcoholic, uh, not a, uh, alcoholic, but a, uh, uh, on drugs, depressed. Yeah. Well, that'll tell me <laughs> that you have put all your stock in your identity and yeah. just being a bodybuilder, which means that you kind of missed the whole thing behind actually who Quillen is like, mm -hmm. like you missed who actually you are as a person. And I think a lot of guys, because we drive and we strive for wins and losses and mm -hmm. how much money somebody has the yeah. first, you know, we get caught up in that. And sometimes when those things don't work out, then we don't know what to do. We just got to be happy with our own happiness. We, 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 we have to have some type of contentment. It's yeah. gotta be like, or just sit back sometimes and, that's why I like stuff that we go through, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and we're going to cut out of here, but I have to mention this <laughs> because you, you said something important, which is you went through something that opened your eyes up to who you were. Mm -hmm. And then it also opened up your eyes to where you could actually go. Like, right. so two things happen in there is that, oh man, I see that I'm, I'm way over here. Like I'm way in left field. Yeah. How did I get over here? But at the same time, you're going to be shown both. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's just your, you have to have enough 
understanding or from parents have to have to drive enough into you for that light to kick on to you to go, <laughs> man, I'm all the way over here, but here's an opportunity. Yeah. And then what am I going to do? So I'm here mm-hmm. in this pit, but an opportunity has opened itself up. Like, am I going to get in this opportunity and make the best out of this situation I was over here? So I like that you're able to tell that type of story. And then that's probably where your, your passion now has come for the kids. Like, you know, when you, well, you know what I'm saying? Because basically, like I told you, I met you and it was all about bodybuilding. It was all about physical fitness and yeah. yo Q, I'm gonna, I got this, I got that. And then all of a sudden one day you was like, dude, you're not going to believe man, but I think I'm going to start coaching. I'm thinking like what, <laughs> like, <laughs> like coaching and bodybuilding yeah. don't yeah. go together. Yeah. So it's like, where in the heck did this guy get this from? And then when I watch you as a coach, I'm like, well, your real purpose may have been this to pour into younger boys yeah. that may not have somebody, like you said, that dark place, it was really no positive reinforcement yeah. and so what a coach can be yeah is positive reinforcement when things around on the outskirts is going kind of bananas yeah. and you don't know how to put a, a foothold or grab some and then like you said about your coach is like yo dude one two and three and it spark and it's yeah. like oh snap now i'm going in this right direction just that quick so well see it was this lady i call her storm she'd go to my mom's church in uh, south carolina and uh when I first met her, like, I had got, like, this tingly feeling through my body. Like, this lady was, like, a superhero or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, I kid you not, whatever this lady prayed about, it, like, it came to pass. For whoever she was praying for, it came to pass. And I'm like, yo. You say you, we she got, got some powers. Some powers. <laughs> she got some powers. And she- one day she sent my mom a text message and she was like, Everything that your son has been through was preparing him for this moment. His his purpose in life is fulfilled. All he has to do is be open to it, accept it, and walk into it. His job is going to be bringing up the younger generation. And at that time, like, I was still doing my thing in bodybuilding. I'm like, what's she talking about? Ain't no kids. Ain't no kids. Ain't no kids in bodybuilding. It's a grown man's game. (laughs) And now I I look at it and I'm like, yo, that lady was right. She was right on it. She was right because I I love this. I love it. it. (laughs) But it happens, dude. Like, I mean, I look at myself and I'm like, just doing this type of podcast with talking about men and building up men. And that's not a thing. Like, most men don't want to help build up another guy. Like we don't do that. It's like, like a, not a real thing. And, and so when I look at my life, I'm like, well, God, how did I get in this circuit? Like what, like how, why would I be the one that's picked to choose? Why did you choose me to be of somebody of a voice to bring some awareness to our value, our identity and our purpose. Mm -hmm. And basically because a lot of, of us get lost, we can easily get lost in that because of the way God built us as men. So Mm -hmm. we're built to be, in the rat race. Like we're built to go out here and make something happen. And yeah. so we are always keep some type of balance, hold each other accountable, pray mm-hmm. for each other, talk to each other, lift each other up. And it's not the most popular thing amongst men. Women have all kind of hubs yeah. that they can jump into. I say, but most men will just bottle it up mm-hmm. and then we'll crash and burn before we tell another brother. Yeah. Because we want to look might it goes back, right? <laughs> Me and my girl at the gym. Yeah. Big dog is lifting. I'm gonna grab this weight. Yeah. Well, that's the that's our mentality. Our yeah. mentality literally is that I don't care if I've never picked up weight before. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care if I'm gonna die if I pick this weight up, but we'll do it because we're built like that. Versus yeah. being humble enough to say, "Excuse me, babe, give me one second. Hey, big man, I'm I like that. I want. How do I get there? <laughs> right. And then and right. right with your lady there, but yeah. that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, it takes a whole different type of man to actually say, "I'm secure with who I am with my girl." Mm-hmm. And that ain't no big deal. I just need to get these muscles. Like, (laughs) so how do I do it? And then come up to you and say that instead of going the other way, which is I'm going to try to top you to impress my girl. And like you said, and you ain't even paying no attention. It's like, I only looked over here, dude, because I heard you squealing (laughs) with the weights. You know what I'm saying? Murder yourself. Right, right, right. So, all right, man. But listen, we'll be end up in this boy like forever talking. (laughs) Right. So uh, listen, we're going to do probably a few more sessions with Big Q here. Uh, he's going to be my fitness and health and wellness guy. And so um, we'll have him on here probably a couple of times a month if his time allows, you know, that busy schedule and stuff. But check this out. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, man, and follow you. You definitely want to follow this guy if you want to get yourself right. He's got great information. Uh, he does post himself. Don't be intimidated. <laughs> but you, he does got good information. Tell them how they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at QB Chilling, QBE chillin c-h-i-l-l-a-n or you can find me as uh coach q what up that's my coaching page where i post all my kids uh all my sports and uh you can find me on facebook at quillin mathis you say chillin then you say quillin that's how you pronounce my name that's how you got qb chillin uh q-u-i-l-l-a-n mathis m-a-t-h-i-s yo so check this out guys we're about to shut her down make sure you guys subscribe uh, share with everybody, man. Send it out to all your brothers, your cousins, your uncles, man. We're talking about fitness. Uh, we want to learn how to get our minds right. Accountability partners, all this great stuff. And so I'm glad to have my boy Q on here, chopping it up with us. And, uh, we up out this place. Peace out. Man.